0: Thank you so much. You make all things new. Thank you for all that you've allowed into our lives this past year, the good and not so good. But because of you, Lord, we made it thus far. We are reminded of how much we need you and rely on your presence being with us every day. We pray for your spirit to lead us each step of the way this year. We ask that you will guide our decisions and turn our hearts to deeply desire you above all else. We ask that you will open doors that need to be opened and close the doors that need to be shut. We ask for your help to pursue you first above everything, Lord. We ask for your wisdom, your strength and power to be constantly present within us. We pray that you would make us strong and courageous for anyone or anything that tries to come against us. Give us the ability beyond what we feel able. Stir up the gifts that you have given us so that you will be honored by our lives and others will be drawn to you. Father, as your spirit guides my mouth to bring forth your word today, I ask that you would give us discernment and insight to understand your will, hear your voice, and know your ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. We are still talking about the uh 30 Life Principles, with Dr. Charles Stanley. And I tell you, when you really look into these principles and really delve into it, you get so much out of it. I mean, he's given us some things, but, you know, God's word it is it, it, just you could get so many more things out of it. So today we're on principle 13 and it says, Listening to God is essential to walking with him. Okay, now these are the verses that I'm going to give you. And it, uh, he really takes it from Psalm 81, 8 through 16, which is on page 687 in the voice. We also have Romans 1 and 18, page 1374 in the voice. And of course, my, one of my favorites, Philippians 4 and 19, page 14 and 48. Now, as we get started, uh, this is what uh, Dr. Stanley asks. He says, This is a life question he asks. He says, Have you ever been in a situation when people simply didn't listen to you, even though you knew exactly what you were talking about? I'm sure we've been there. Mm-hmm. The solution to the problem seemed obvious to you, but others were so busy voicing their opinions that you couldn't couldn't get a word in edgewise. I went through that for 27 years. Wow. (laughs) Frustrating. Yes, it was. Now, imagine what it must be like for our God in heaven, who has the most profound and complete knowledge about every topic in the universe. He has the wisdom that we need to solve all our problems even the deepest ones unfortunately whenever we bow our heads in prayer to communicate with him we do all the talking is that what we is that what you do have you been one-sided in your conversation with god telling him your needs instead of listening to his instruction life principle 13 states listening to god is essential to walking with god you can't have a relationship with someone that you don't listen to If you want God to lead and transform your life, then you need to hear what he's saying. Amen. All right. We're going to start with uh, Psalm 81, 8 through 10. And it says, oh, my people, hear me. I will rebuke you. Israel, Israel, if you would only listen to me. Do not surround yourselves with other gods or bow down to strange gods. I am the eternal, your true God. I liberated you from slavery, led you down the land of Egypt. If you open your mouth wide, I will fill it. Now, you see here that the Lord is chastising his people. He's calling for them to listen to the words he has to say. The Lord recognizes, however, that the plea for the people to listen to him is just not getting through. The people will not listen. And he says, oh, Israel, if you would only listen to me. So the Lord reminds the people of the covenant that they ought to keep with him. They're not to worship false gods. And the reason that Jerusalem fell and went into captivity was because their hearts have been turned toward the foreign gods of the Canaanites. And Israel no longer worshiped the true and living God in sincerity. The Lord reminds the people that they are not to bow down to any foreign gods because he is their God. He is the one who brought them out of Egypt. And if the people would simply listen to what he is asking, God says that he will provide for the people. He says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. God wants to take care of his people. He wants to fill them and satisfy them. He does not want to hold back anything or take anything away. His desire is only to bless. Okay. Psalm 81, 11 and 12. But my own people did not hear my voice. Israel refused to obey me. So I freed them to follow their hard hearts, to do whatever they thought was best. Now, here we see that the people, they're ignoring God's commands. They don't listen to the voice of God. He says, Israel refuses to submit to me. So what does God do about this? He said, I give them up to their own stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. If you want to do what you want to do, God is going to let you. God is not going to stop you from doing evil. There's always the question that comes to mind as, Why does such a good God allow evil in the world? God does not stop people from doing what they want to do because he is the author of free will. He doesn't stop your choice if you want to follow your own desires. God allows us to live our lives however we would like them to live. However, we are going to be held accountable for our actions and therefore we will not be exempt from his judgment upon us. Now. When you read verses 81, 11, and 12, I want you to also, in your leisure, read Romans 1, and specifically verses 22 through 28, because it ties right in with the psalm. And it gives you a little more detail of what God does when people just don't want to listen to him. Just they want to go their own way. All right. Psalm 81, 13 through 16, if only my people would hear my voice and Israel would follow my direction, then I would not hesitate to humble their enemies and defeat their opposition myself. Those who hate the eternal will cower in his presence, pretending to submit. They secretly loathe him, yet their doom is forever. But you, I will feed you the best wheat and satisfy you with honey out of the rock. In verse 13, the Lord makes another appeal to the people, desiring that they would listen to him and walk in his ways. If they would listen and obey, then God would act on their behalf. God says that he would take care of Israel's enemies. And you know, when we listen to God and we do what he says, he will take care of our enemies. I always say, and when he takes care of our enemies, we don't have to worry about nothing because when he takes care of it, It's all said and done. We don't have to look back. We don't have to worry about anything. Those who stood against God, they would be judged. But you see, in verse 16, it describes the blessing that God would bestow on the people. He said, but he would feed them with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I will satisfy you. God is willing to give Israel the best if they would just listen and submit. Now, There are some applications into listening to God and knowing his will for your life. Now, the people of Israel were the children of God, yet they would not submit to his authority and chose to do their own thing. They somehow forgot how God delivered them in the past. So we have to ask ourselves where we are when it comes to really listening to God. Have we ourselves forgotten all that he has done for us in the past? Does he really have our full attention? We have so many things out there that can take our focus away from where it should be. I know that I have been guilty of it and I'm truly taking steps to make it right. We need to make sure that we do not allow things to creep in and steal away time that we should be spending in his presence. We have to recognize the benefit of submission. Sometimes we all have a difficult time releasing our lives and giving it to God. I know, I, I know I did because I felt like if I I felt like, Lord, I need to do this. I don't, you know, I think I can take care of this. I don't need you to tell me about no, 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 that's not what it's all about. If you're gonna give God your life, He has to have complete control over it all. <clears throat> We cannot see all that God will do for us, but if we would just place complete trust in God to rule our lives, he says that he will be able to open our mouths wide and he will fill it. Now, it sounds like to me, he's talking about Philippians 4 and 19, which says, know this, my God will also fill every need you have according to his glorious riches and Jesus, the anointed, our liberating king. God will take care of us and supply our needs. When we are disobedient, wow, there are consequences. Submit to God and we will have the blessings of God. Reject God and God will turn us over to our own way of doing things. We cannot reject God by following after our own desires and think we will still be blessed by him in our lives. The Proverbs teach us to look at our lives and consider our ways. We may think we are with God, but disaster is falling on our lives, trying to show us that we need to listen to God. But when we repent and turn back to God, he will act on our behalf and he will forgive us because that's how much he loves us. The word of God contains his truth and we should take it personally. If we allow his Holy Spirit to open our hearts, we will be able to gain a deeper understanding of his word. When we do this, we can begin to claim his promises to our lives and gain a better understanding of his provision, his care and his love for us. God is so serious about his relationship with each of us. When he speaks to us, it is usually to our benefit. So it's important that we listen to him and respond in obedience. Sometimes we'll be challenged as to what he's asking. Yet with the instruction he gives us, it is certain to be for our good. His desire is to encourage us to mature in him so that we can live with greater joy and strength. He also wants to transform us into the likeness of his son. Jesus Christ. Here's something to keep in mind. You cannot walk with God and you cannot live a godly life if you don't know how to listen to him. To walk a godly life means you walk in the will of God. So it's important we learn to listen to him. Now, listening to God, it takes a lot of self-discipline. We have to set aside time each day to spend in his word. And as we read his word, we'll learn who he is. We'll learn his ways and what he desires from us in our lives. Also, through prayer, we can ask the Holy Spirit for guidance to understand his word so that we can apply it to our lives. Take time and be quiet before him and just meditate on his word because God speaks from his word. So we need to pay pay close attention as we read. As we start our concentration, as we start our consecration, it would be a perfect time to put this into action. Watch and see what God does as we seek him first daily and spend time with him. It will give us a brand new perspective of his grace, his mercy and his love and will help us to develop a much closer relationship with him. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. You are a God who cares for us and always wants the best for us. You know that sometimes we overlook your grace and mercy toward us, and we sometimes allow our human weaknesses to get in the way, and we do ask for your forgiveness for that. But we are also glad that you are able to look beyond our faults, Lord, and see our need help us to take time and really listen to what you have to say to us as we go through this time of consecration we ask that you would bless us and that we would lack nothing in jesus name i pray amen